It's time for the morning brief. Deb Hutton is here, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Happy Friday, Deb Hutton. Happy Friday, John Moore. Are you a superstitious person or is it, you know, Friday the 13th, no big deal? Well, I didn't realize it was Friday the 13th until you said that. So I guess I'm not particularly superstitious. For those parents who are in the Toronto area, we have a PD day. Yes, the kids were just back after a two-week break, and this was a four-day week. So I'm focused on the fact that I actually can't believe we have a PD day yeah. as opposed to the, the date. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I one wonders why. We had plenty oh, of time during... Oh, one does during, wonder why. I mean, we didn't even get back to... We, I thought everyone was going to go back to school on the 3rd of January, but they had an extra week off. Why do teachers and administrators need a day to uh, reset? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a two-week Christmas break, and, yeah. and unfortunately, this year it did go, as you as you noted, right through until this Monday. It wasn't more time than usual. It was just a different time frame. Uh, but I couldn't believe it. Uh, Maitland was invited to a birthday party today, and mom sent out an out saying, you know, right after school, and one other mom said, uh, there's no school. Like, we were in shock. I, I have no idea why. Um, pandemic isolation uh, and uh, social media are apparently being credited as factors in a rise in violent crimes by teenagers. I, we press the panic button every generation, Deb, about how teenagers must necessarily be worse now than we were or a previous generation was. Um, but I, I wouldn't doubt that it's a possibility that the horrible times we lived in for two and a half years could be reverberating in kids. A hundred percent. And and it's one of the reasons why, uh, despite my support overall for the premier during the pandemic, I was really, really opposed to school closures. I saw the impact on my children's mental health and certainly different in the early teen than in the, uh, the younger one who was in kindergarten when the pandemic hit, but both very significant. I don't buy the argument that it leads to violent crime. I, I, I do not believe it goes that far, but I do believe these are a whack of kids who, who have suffered educationally and certainly on the social and emotional side really don't know how to interact with their peers, don't know how to, to hang out in the same way as kids who didn't go through the pandemic did. They don't know how to, to have conversations in the same way. It is really an, again, no matter matter when it hits in their development, they lost a significant period of, of just being normal kids and no doubt that that will have an impact. Once again, an operation to use radar to penetrate the ground and see what lies below in Saskatchewan this time at a residential school that was closed down in 1996. They have found what they're saying are anomalies, but the presumption is that these are unmarked graves. So another sad chapter in this whole history. It is a very sad chapter, and, and I do believe they've discovered at least a jawbone yeah. of, of a young child. So so this is significant. Uh, I, I do believe we should just, uh, I, I don't know what the, the right phrase is, but let's do this digging, and I don't mean that as a pun, but let's figure this out because we, we have to collectively as a country deal with this once and for all and, and start the healing process more so than we have because it feels like we just we just keep going and going and going. And I think it's incumbent on the government to go to all of the sites and figure out uh, if we have, unfortunately, more graves.
What a fascinating story about the Exxon Corporation, where apparently they had scientists who were working for Exxon, the oil company, looking at climate change. They made predictions about what would happen in the future, and it turned out their predictions were entirely accurate. So it's a bit like when we discovered that the tobacco companies knew that smoking caused cancer, and then they just didn't say anything about it. Yeah, and I don't know what to do with this story, John. I mean, you sort of respond and say, "Wow, isn't that interesting that that their their scientists came up to this conclusion and then they just continued on?" But uh, like, there's so many examples of this, and again, I don't know what what we're supposed to do about it. Like, I, I can't believe that McDonald's thinks their food's healthy, for example, <laughs> or that it doesn't cause you know obesity and some of those things. I mean, you can pick almost any uh, sector, and and you're going to find something like this. I, I, again, I don't know what, what we should do with it. Are we supposed to impose penalties on companies? I mean, they'll just quit doing research. Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes to Exxon, you're right. There's sort of a double bind here because, yes, they knew about climate change, but we all knew about climate change and we all continue to drive cars. So we can't exactly say, look at that big evil oil. No, exactly. And and I'm with you, by the way, from your comments earlier in the week. I will, you know, they'll have to pry my gas stove from my cold, dead, dying hands, right? Like, uh, I, I'm not getting rid of it. Although, you know what? I mean, on, on that topic, I've made, uh, we haven't made the appointment formally, but Jack Higgins, the guy who used to head up the culinary program at uh, George Brown, told me that they're now experimenting with induction stoves and he wants to, to run an experiment. And I would love to find out if I can find something that is better than gas, then I'm in. Well, you're going to have a hard time convincing me. Okay. Um, study says the desire for sports cars and the methodology of this study was extraordinarily complicated. But effectively, um, we have to choose our words carefully, I think, Deb, but they've confirmed that uh, guys with little soldiers like big cars. Yeah. So for me, it's not about the specific. I, I think that that guys who drive flashy cars and i've instilled this with my kids because my my uh my youngest will say when somebody goes by with a really loud sports car oh he thinks he's cool doesn't he mommy i think it's about insecurity like mm -hmm. I, whether it's whether it's a physical insecurity it's all about insecurity and this is how it manifests itself um, I'll explain the methodology in the next half hour, incidentally, for how they did this particular study. Uh, one last item, just before we go to the half hour headlines, Deb Hutton. A woman in British Columbia has been ordered to reimburse her former employer because apparently she wasn't working as much as she said she was working. I guess my only question in this whole story is, did she know that they were monitoring her home computer? And if she did, then she's dumb. Uh, yeah, I love this story, by the way. And, and as you know, here in Ontario, we have new rules around how our employers track us and they have to tell us how they're tracking us and monitoring us. But as someone who charges by the hour, if I don't work for the hours that I say I'm working and I were to charge my my client, I mean, that would be fraud. So I love this notion of time theft. They She stole from her company time. It's, it's really, it costs them a lot of money for her to be paid and not working just the same as it would cost a lot of money if she stole the computer from her, her office at the office. Deb, thanks a lot. You have a great weekend. You too, John.